And MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against network groups who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. What's going on, guys? I hope you're having a great day. I'm really pumped to spend a few minutes with you right now talking about a, a topic that I think is going to help you uh, speak with your team um, and help them really get the most value from you as an upline. And then secondly, um, how you can you know get the most value from your upline. And if you do these things right, you know, number one, your upline relationship between you and your upline would be uh, could be very, you know, uh, very uh, close and special, and um, you know, you can become great friends, and you could also accomplish a lot together, which is really really cool. Um, and then, secondly, of course, if if you can reciprocate that in your own downline, you know, th- then it just becomes a joy to work with people in your team, and this business can become extremely rewarding. You know, I would say that the the primary the primary thing that drives people in or out of this business is relationships, right? Like if you have toxic relationships in this business, uh, th- there is not a whole lot more that's painful um, in life than a bad relationship. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, sickness and death are uh, you know, top that. Um, but outside of like these kind of tragic circumstances, you know, a bad relationships, probably the worst thing in life. Um, and, you know, so a bad relationship makes this business incredibly unbearable. Um, and conversely, great relationships make this uh, the reason that so many people stay for so long. You know, they just love the people. Um, and so it's really this this dichotomy. And so I wanted to share with you a, a recent story and um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change a couple details here um, because I don't want to... Um, you know, I don't want to incriminate anyone uh, that uh, that you know that 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 could be uh, uh, could be listening and things like that. But um, you'll you'll definitely still get the picture. So we had someone in our team um, that is you know uh, very good at uh, at building the business um, in 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 quite a few different regards. Um, still growing in quite a few areas as well, and um, and they they came to me. And uh, were basic was basically asking me for something. Um, they wanted they wanted something from me, and uh, it, it didn't make sense. It didn't make business sense at all. Um, and so uh, I basically said, "No, I, I can't do that." 
and um, and we we saw things very differently. All right, so this person thought that uh, you know they were just they were looking at the facts a, a lot differently than I was, um, and so you know they were thinking one thing and I was thinking another thing, and they really wanted me to say yes, and you know it just it, to me it, it did not make any sense, so I was saying no. Well, <clears throat> you know that's fine. It is what it is, right? People disagree. Well, uh, this person basically uh, got extremely argumentative with me um, and was, you know, really trying to, you know, make a case, but not by logic, uh, make a case by just basically guilt, um, pressure, uh, and things like that. And, you know, I, I was... I was like, well, that's not really going to, it's not going to work like that, right? Because, you know, I'm making a decision based on just logic here. And, you know, and you believe the logic is saying something else. I believe the logic is saying this. But, you know, you're not actually focused on your logic at all. You're actually more focused on like guilting me, shaming me, um, arguing me into a corner here to just basically break down and give you what you want. So, um, in fact, this is not a logical discussion. This is like a guilting, shaming, um, you know, pressuring kind of discussion. And so ultimately, you know, I, I still did not concede because I don't believe it was a, 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 a good business move um, for him or I. But what I said in all this is, hey, listen, like, you know, it's one thing if you're asking me for this, right? And we've already discussed like it's it's this is not the right time. This is not going to happen like this, like the way that you're asking for it. You know, X, Y, and Z has to change and A, B, and C are the options. Um, you know, but, you know, if you're trying to get something from me, right, like you're literally trying to get me to say yes to something, arguing with me is not going to help the case, right? Like guilting me into it is not going to help. Uh, shaming me into it is not going to help. Um, pressuring me into it is is not going to help at all, and it was this is a obviously a a, a you know a, that's, that's like a negative example right of something not to do, and then on the flip side of the coin um, you know there's positive examples right um, you know there's there's people on our team that you know they've uh, we've know we know that they've desired certain things you know from us, and um, you know honestly they don't even ask for them. But they just do their role really, really well. And they just do it really, really hard. And we want to just give those things to them. Because we know what people need. We know what they want in most cases. We talk to them on a frequent basis. We know what their dreams are. We keep up with their visions and things like this. And so we want to just give to them. And so it's actually funny that the people that just focus in their lane and kill what's in front of them we just naturally want to give more to them because they're not asking, right? And if they did ever ask, we know it would we know it would come from a place of uh, stability and care and um, and things like that. Um, they would take the time to understand how you know we think and what we want. And so you know, for people that know us, you know, more closely. You know, they know that, you know, Ashley and I are pretty deep thinkers. Um, we're going to think through something at multiple angles and levels before we generally make a decision. And we're, we're pretty logic-based. You know, obviously, I'm a very emotional person, right? Like, I have ups and downs all the time. Um, you know, I have highs and lows all the time. But, 
you know, we've learned to not trust those emotions. So we pull back for decisions and we, we wait a couple days in most cases at least and weigh all the different sides of, a, of the decision before making one. So if people know that, when someone approaches us who wants to get favor from us, you know, they're going to approach something from a very logical perspective and basically tell us exactly what's in it for us, right? Like, hey, I want this from you. It's going to do this for me, but it's also going to give you A, B, and C, which you already want, right? And, um, and then, of course, back it up with logical reasoning and stuff like that. So that's how we work. And people, you know, people that, you know, understand other people will, will approach us like that. Now, <clears throat> I'm not necessarily doing this podcast to show you how to approach us with anything because, you know, there's a good chance I'm not your upline. But you have an upline, right? And you also probably are an upline. So let me uh, use one more like kind of story example. So uh, we have two upline in our business. We have our sponsor and then his sponsor. And then like the, you know, his sponsor is literally the, the master distributor at the top of the food chain. So you've got two upline. And we've specifically, we were very close friends with um, our sponsor. All right. So we live like 10, 10, 15 minutes on the street from each other, see each other once a week easily, uh, probably more than that, uh, have dinner all the time. You know, he just walks in our house, like door unlocked. We walk in his house, we have keys to each other's, other's places. Like that's how close we are. Well, he's been in network marketing a long time. He's a seven figure earner, totally residual, you know, great lifestyle. Well, really early on, Ashley and I knew from the way we were trained, not because we're smart, but because we were trained this way, you know, thanks to our old upline to not ask for things really, right? Just basically bless, bless him, bless others to be the blessing. So like when we would go out, you know, to eat and stuff like we would pick up the bill, even though, you know, especially when we were getting started, you know, he had a income that was literally like five, five times the size of ours. Um, you know, it was, yeah, legit five times. Um, and, but regardless, we would pick up the bill. Um, and, it, and, you know, it, it did shift, you know, where we started changing for sure. But, you know, we, we made it clear, like, hey, I'm not here so that you take me out to dinner. Like, I'm not here because you're rich, right? And, I, and I'm not. You know, I'm not here for those reasons. I'm here because I just want to bless you, right? And we found out what he cares about. We found out what he wants. And we just talk about those things. You know, we found out like he doesn't really like talking about the, 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 the deep, boring, philosophical logic of marketing like I like. But he does like talking about, you know, making things happen. He does like talking about action. He does like talking about getting new people into the business. He does like talking about football. He does like talking about, you know, good beers that came out. He does like talking about steak and wine and traveling to Europe. He likes those things, but he doesn't necessarily like talking about you know, um, like I said, a philosophical debate. So we're going to, we're going to shift our conversation to what he likes talking about, right? Um, we're going to make sure that he knows like, Hey, I'm not here because you can provide favor in my life. Even though you can, that's not why I'm here. I'm here for you. Well, that relationship has been one of the most, uh, impactful relationships in our life from, you know, a friendship perspective um, from a financial perspective, I mean, that relationship is probably the single most impactful financial relationship we've ever had. Um, I would say our first upline, our uh, main upline, um, and and this one I'm referring to now, they're probably the two most 
significant relationships from a financial perspective we've ever had. Um, and, and in many ways, our current upline has, has shown us favor that we could have never received if we asked for it, like never. It, it was just gifts from him that he gave to someone that he wanted to give to. So when you treat your upline or, you know, consultants or coaches or um, people that you admire, you know, the first thing I would suggest is keep the long game in mind, right? Play with the long game. Don't try to get something too quickly. In fact, I would probably say don't ever try to get anything. You'll get it. They'll, they'll give it to you. Um, you want to approach relationships with a stance of giving, a stance of being the blessing, not trying to be blessed, you'd be really, really shocked how this, you know, this, this works. Um, it's pretty fascinating. And as you do that, uh, with your upline, do it with your downline too. Now you got to be careful with your downline because you have to set expectations and make sure you don't like go overboard and, you know, basically put them on welfare. So you, you don't, you don't ever do for someone what they can do for themselves. Okay. That's basically the litmus test. But then at that, after that, you just keep on giving, you keep on serving, and you essentially create this reciprocal relationship where people just want to keep on blessing each other. And the next crazy thing that happens is that people that don't fit into that culture will basically become uncomfortable and they will show themselves. You know, they'll be, it'll be very clear that they don't fit. And in most cases, they'll self-select out. You know, they'll just understand, like, I don't fit in here, and they're going to be gone. And so you kind of build this culture that attracts these blessing-giving type people and repels the wrong ones, which is pretty cool. Um, and it's what uh, we want. So anyway, I set all this podcast, and I hope that you didn't take any of this, like, oh, man, Zach gave three stories about, like, how he's so cool and, uh, you know, how <laughs> how he's the ball, he's the bomb. Um I want to make it really clear if you've never heard this show for some reason before, um, if you like literally started on this episode, that we did not start out this way whatsoever. Okay. I started out network marketing as an egotistical person that was trying to receive only. All right. So let me be 100% clear. I was literally trying to take and take and take and take from I upline. And um, I thought I was, you know, just God's gift to his business. Uh, the reality was, he didn't need me. You know, he had built his business before I got there. Um, you know, he was almost eight years older than me. Uh, I, he was a stable leader and I was an egotistical maniac. Um, that was the reality. Now, thankfully, thank, by the grace of God, he was patient enough with me to give me tough coaching and he read my personality and realized he could do that. He could give me tough coaching. And then it was up to me to accept it or not. And again, by the grace of God, thank thank God that, you know, I did accept it. And I did allow him to work on me. And it took many years for me to correct some of these mindset things to kind of get to where I explained just a few minutes ago. So please don't misunderstand me. This is not like, look how cool I am. This is like, dude, I was really jacked up. And I'm still jacked up in many ways. Um, but I've made a few changes and this is what I learned, what I've learned from them. So anyway, that all said, hope you found value in this uh, uh, podcast. And if you did, um, leave a review down below. That'd be really awesome. Help us out a lot. We appreciate you. Hope you have an amazing day and we'll talk to you soon.